Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens, and we have a special guest on mic two today. Who's with us today? It's the super spotter slash ground pounder lady slash 602 modified coordinator slash cricket man woman. Cricket? Yeah, you do the cricket stuff. Oh, also known as, as somebody referred to me the other (laughs) night, the busiest woman in the pits. There you go. Somebody's got to have that claim to fame, right? Right? Yeah, I guess. All right. Well, Margo's with us on the second mic today. Uh, she's going to be helping with the recap portion of the show. But before we get all of that, we have to thank our sponsors. And we have a bunch of them, a bunch of new ones on the show here today. So today's episode is brought to you by our anchor sponsors, American Auto and 124 Welding and Fabrication. Plus, on this episode, we welcome Wayne King Racing, Olson Floors, and our newest sponsor, Jesse's Repair Service. So thank you all for your support, keeping the show going. Um, Margo gets exactly $0 from this. So thank you to our sponsors. Oh, also Breezy Palm Designs. Yes, Who yes. I get $0, but she did donate me a heat press so I can continue making shirts and all that fun stuff. Now we can get all the shirts. If you need a cool tumbler, glow-in-the-dark Bluetooth speaker tumbler, go check her out on Facebook, Breezy Palm Designs. Sadie. Well, there you go. We got we got a ton of people supporting the show and on board for this episode. So let's tell everybody what we're going to do here. Of course, we will recap the racing at New Smyrna Speedway, the first race with the new Sunbelt Series, plus all the other local divisions as well. Plus, we'll cover the NASCAR race. We'll go around the state. We'll talk a little bit about the Spring Sizzler up in Stafford. And we'll talk about uh, maybe a few other things as well. But that's... Uh, that's the plan today. So, Margo, let's get right on into it. I'm going to go ahead and uh, tell us uh, tell us how the ground pounder race went this Saturday. That that about sums it up. That was how the heat race was. That's, yeah. I made that noise a lot of times. Um, it was good. We had 14 cars registered. 11 showed up, um, which isn't bad until the heat race started, and they kind of got a little crazy. I think you had 12 there. Because one of them didn't, the two X didn't get to get to oh, race that's at right. all. I did have twelve. I had, yep, you're right. We we always give credit to the ones that at least show up, you know. Yeah, and the heat race was going good until it wasn't, and uh, Art Coonsman was getting a little squirrely off of four. I guess that's where everybody's eyes, except mine, were, because Colin Smith spun in turn one, and for about forty five seconds was just chilling, and then Don Kiefer came. And Colin spun on his own, right? Yeah, just Colin got spun. Yeah, he was driving the seventy-eight car. Yeah, he was driving the seventy-eight car. It's he's not used to the car. I don't think he had ever been in it. He was still trying to get the handling figured out. He spun on his own, and Don Kiefer just whoosh, full speed right into him. Both drivers are okay. Uh, one did have to be evac'd out, but he's good. He's home. He's fine. Do we have an update on Don? He's, he's fine. He's doing better? Just a little shaken up? Yeah, just some br- bumps and bruises and a fracture, but that's fine. But he, he'll, he'll heal up me 100%. He'll, he'll be good. He'll be good. So, yeah, that was definitely uh, it's not what you want to see in the heat race. And uh, as Margo said, Art, Art Koonsman did get loose off of four while he was leading. And, and that's where I was looking because he saved it. And then all of a sudden I look over in turn one and we got a, we got a T-bone steak over there. Yeah, it was and, bad. And uh, it was... It, you know, it's one of those things where you start hearing stuff on the radio and you don't want to assume that anybody's hurt and then you start hearing evac and it's just like, oh my gosh. Like, 
I feel like every time we kind of have a good thing going, a little bit of momentum going, like something unexpected happens. And like every time the ground pounders have a really good field, like their heat race just comes unglued. And then it didn't stop there. What no, happened What it, happened after the wreck? See, but I was going to say, like, the scariest part for me is the evac. Those, I love all of our drivers in New Smyrna. Well, most of them. Yeah. The ground pounders, those are my little baby chickens. They are not actually my babies, but they might as well be. Uh, so when I see even Colin, who is my youngest driver, he's 15, getting out of the car and going towards the ambulance, I automatically freak out. And then, but I also know like Toby's sitting there watching his son, his grandson, and I'm like, I need to tell these guys something. So that's where my brain goes. But yeah. they were good. Um, and once we got going after the red flag, um, I guess Toby didn't want to not be outdone by his grandson, decided to grenade the motor. He lost a valve, and the whole 44 car went up in smoke. Surprisingly, did not drop a single drop of oil on the track. That was a huge plume of smoke, too. Like, you knew right away what was going on. You knew that was an engine. You knew it was bad, and probably the end of the night. Yeah, I was in turn four right where it happened, and I'm like, oh, that's bad. And unfortunately, before the feature started, you lost the 2X, the 28, 78, and 44. So a good car count for for that class gets kind of trimmed down. And then what happened in the feature? They went clean and green. They did. They got all the shenanigans out of the way in practice. It's like they knew I was ready to go home. Yes. And that was the last race of the night. And I think they knew that, too. They were like, all right, let's let's go put on a good race here. And it was a good race between uh, the 9 of Art Koonsman and the 34 John Smith. That's probably the best Smith has ever run there, huh? Um, As far as being close to the front? Yeah, I think so. And in the actual points race. Now, in exhibition races during speed weeks, I don't know because I don't remember. That's going to sound so bad. There's been a lot of these things. But no, from from my memory, because I see John's Facebook. He's like, yeah, we went out to New Smyrna. We're a little down on power. But, I mean, Art Koonsman's got, he's got something crazy under the hood of that thing. He's super fast. But John Smith was there, and John Smith did win the heat. So it it was a good race between those two and a nice, clean race. He said he was trying to drive Art's tires off during the feature like he did in the heat. Good luck with that. He's like, I needed like five more laps. And my reaction to that is, yeah, that's what every race car driver says. Right, right. Like, yeah, your fish was this big, three more inches. We all, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it was really cool to see John come back, especially because he just got back from Dillon at Motor Speedway up in South Carolina. He flew the Florida Southern Ground Pounders flag up at Southern Vintage Car Vintage Race Car Nationals. I got to get it right or Mac's going to kill me. Yeah, right. And he ended up winning in the modified division. Heck they yeah. had like a hundred and something cars out there. That's crazy. He said there were 10 cars totaled before the event even started. So, you know, typical Ground Pounders. Well, but I, I he give... did awesome up there. And then he came back and he continued to, awesome, to do awesome. You know, I give him a lot of credit because there's kind of the the split between what's now the 602 mod group and the 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 ground pounder guys, and they still brought 12 cars out. There's no split. They're two different divisions. It's two, fine. Right, but two it used divisions. to be all they, they all run together, and now it's you know it's split. But they still had a, a good car count, a good race, and they race again this weekend. So um, I, I bet Toby and Ron and those guys are hard at work trying to get these cars ready. Yeah, and I know I'll be missing Eddie Freeman this week. He uh, oh, that's too bad. He hurt his neck, so I'm allowed to say that. Not uh, in the race car, though. No, not in the race car. He's just a grumpy old man, grumpy and if he man, sleeps okay. the wrong way, I can I attest to that. I love you, Eddie. Uh, well, and that's then, too bad. We're gonna that that car's awesome. We're out quite a few drivers, some of them for medical issues that we won't get into. Uh, Kelly Jarrett had to 
do some stuff to his house. It's just by the end of the year, hopefully we'll have our regular. Yeah, and that all that, our guys back. That happens within divisions. They ebb and flow. So uh, I'm glad they're on the card this weekend. And you know, if they only have a handful of cars, then they only have a handful of cars, and maybe we'll see something different. But it you know, only takes two cars to race, and they race for free, so I won't complain. Exactly, and it's five dollars to get in. There's no reason, you know, no one has to be upset about anything this weekend. Just enjoy the show. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, Hank Saunders reached out to me about Art Koonsman's car. Sanders. Sanders. Um, he he reached out because Art's car turns a lot of heads in the pits. That what is that thing? Do you know what? Do you know the? You're kidding me, right? I'm I'm asking you because you're on the show. Oh, you're okay. The ground pounder lady. <laughs> it's a Chevy Bel Air. Oh, I don't see, know if I, it's a 55 or a 57. Hang on, I got to look at it. I see, I wasn't sure if it... I knew it was one of those old Chevys. Um, I call it the heavy Chevy. I just call it the rat rod. That thing's freaking awesome. It's a badass car. It's cool to look at. It's got 17,000... You know, Art said he scratched the paint in Victory Lane. And I said, yeah, all over the place. Where? Exactly. Yeah, that was the one thing. When he brought that out for the Modified Reunion, I'm like, please don't paint that. Yeah, like, put I a real number it on it, is. but don't yes. paint it. Yes, I love the number, but... I love the way that car looks, and and we're gonna um, we're gonna highlight that thing. We're gonna get some pictures and maybe talk to Art on the Facebook page here this week while we're at the track and highlight that car a little bit since it seems to be very popular. I want to say it's a fifty-five. I could be wrong. I mean, fifty-five. It's 57. happened once. Uh, the the tails are the slightly the, different, mm-hmm. but very slightly different. The tail fins are yep. different. They're the, taller on a fifty-seven. Okay. Well, I know the one twenty-nine was a fifty-seven. Yes. Right at, at uh, Moran. Yep. So, or Mike, Mike Moran. Moran, mighty Mike. Mike Moran. I miss him. Me too. You know, there's there's a couple of these guys that that uh, we hope to see back out. But uh, you know, a bit wild in the heat for you guys. But overall, successful night. Or do you think uh, do you think it was one you'd rather forget? I think it was a sex. It was, was a what? I tried to Excuse eat you. the microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it was successful. Eddie Freeman. Jesus. I am so bad. I called Scott Phobes down to yes, the Eddie, front stretch. Eddie was the winner. And I even posted on our Facebook page that Scott Phobes won. I think I do it just because I want Scott to feel special. Well, you know, but hey, Eddie, we, we left him out on the, the picture last week. I leave him out all the time. Week, so. But Eddie Freeman was your official sportsman winner for Ground Pounders. So good job, Eddie. Stock car winner was Art. And then... Modified he, was John Smith. There you go. There's your winners. And they were almost one, two, three. But almost. they were one, two, five. Five. So... Uh, Wait, does Kunzman, that mean Cutter got another top five? Yeah, so the what? official finish with, with you know, all together, Art Koonsman the winner, John Smith second, Cutter third, John Hatton in fourth, and then Eddie Freeman, your top five. And we'll give a shout-out to Billy Bellflower, finishing sixth, and Scott Phobes in seventh. So, fun race for the Ground Pounders, fun division. I love that class, and I don't care what anybody else says. What you got? I just want to tell those guys thank you, because they listen to the podcast. They support the shit. Can I say shit yeah, on here? Yeah. They support the shit out of me. All of these guys have been buying t-shirts and hats and koozies and stickers and keeping me busy and also driving me insane at the same time. But I love them and I love the support that they give us and the racetrack and me. And uh, yeah, well, that's I, I why those guys. That's why we wanted to have you on and that's why we wanted to cover them first. So kudos to the Ground Pounders and they will be back in action this Saturday night for Family Fun Night. Um, of course, this was the revamped Florida Sunbelt Super Series race, which was rescheduled from April 2nd. I feel like that, having to reschedule, I mean, there's nothing you can do about the weather. It was going to be an absolute washout. It was an absolute washout of, the, of a day. If we had tried to race, it would have been even worse. Um, I, I think the rescheduling did hurt a little bit because there are a number of cars that wanted to be there, from what I understand, that weren't there. So we ended up with six, 
and there was three tracks racing supers this weekend, so let me be positive about it and say we were the second of the three tracks as far as car count goes. Showtime only had five. So it could have been worse, and I, I apologize for those that I did upset because I expected more cars. I expected better. Um, so maybe a slow start, but it's a start nonetheless. And um, I, I'm not really surprised at all with the result of the late model race. Are you? No. I mean, Brad, I knew it was going to be a battle between Brad May and Jeff Schofield. And at least, at least, they battled each other hard for the lead early in the race. Sorry. Yeah, they battled each other for the lead, and Brad got, what, the hard charger for passing two cars? He did. Hey, he at least passed somebody. Because once Brad got to the lead, nobody passed anybody after that. So No, I was hoping maybe Jeff Schofield would, like, get up on his bumper. and He tried. uh, He tried a little bit. I was preoccupied, so I only saw some of the race. But, yeah. You know, I miss the Bright House Challenge. Nope. Yeah, Bright yeah. House Challenge Series. Bright House Challenge Series, Sunbelt Super Series. That's what it was. Not Bright House Challenge. When it was, you know, Brad May, obviously we don't have David Rogers anymore. Wayne Anderson, Jeff Schofield, Travis Kittleson. I, re- There's I a remember name. that name. Uh, Timmy Russell. I miss him. I, I believe he was the last champion. I believe I have the, the last Bright House champion was Anthony Cataldi. I'm in Sunbelt Series. Oh, champion, Sunbelt Series. Okay. Which yeah. I have his picture from that because that was decided at Lake City Speedway. I, I kind of combine the two. I know Bright House wasn't Sunbelt, but it went from like the Sunbelt Series to the Bright House Series. So yeah, it's almost the had, same idea. Then we had the Goodyear Challenge Series, which that was the limited late models. Gotcha. It was. Which don't exist anymore. Being somebody who grew up when the, uh, the Sunbelt and Bright House was a thing, that was a badass series yeah. and i and truly do believe with the right tools it can get there again right i think it's going to be modest this year and hopefully i'd like to see it branch out a little bit next week and i told jane uh, when i was in the office this week and i said you know what would be a good thing to look into why don't we team up with five flags and do if we're looking to add another track between five flags and new smyrna two half mile tracks what a cool series that would be I think it would be cool, and I also wish upon a star that we could work with Citrus because Cameron, yeah. they do so, – also Auburndale. I am more favorable to Citrus. It's my favorite track. I think it would be cool to get this big-name series at Citrus. That's not just the SRL, and that's not a dig at Ricky Brooks. No. I love Ricky. But it would be cool to see Citrus and New Smyrna work together because for so many years, oh, they don't work together. Meh, 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 meh. Yeah, and there's this uh, Auburndale included in that. Everybody thinks that one track's out to get the next, and I, I, I don't like that. That's why I talk about all the tracks on the show. Yeah. Um, but I, I would like to see it branch out a little bit, and I understand it was, it was started. We did phone calls were made other tracks. Nobody wanted to play, so it is what it is. Um, you know, we had six cars to start, and um, you know, you can be disappointed with it. You have every right to be disappointed with it, but I mean, at least you got to start somewhere, and I believe it'll get better. I know Justin Drotti's planning to be there. Uh, the 22 car that was there, they're building another car. And Justin I think Justin Drotti, that's the other name I was trying to think of, and I don't know why I couldn't. Yeah, he was he was planning to run the series, but with the reschedule, Lee Falk Racing had other stuff going on, so he wasn't able to be there. So it just. It is what it is. Brad May wins. Gofield second. Good to see Brian Finney back. He finished in third. Uh, Jake Perkins in a super late again is cool. Uh, Mike Garrett, shout out to him. He's a part of part sponsor of the series, so we appreciate him being there. Nick White was there. We gave him credit for the start, and what happened was they put the Oberg in backwards, so the car wasn't getting fuel. 
And once they fixed it at the very end of the race and it took off, it was fine. Do they have one of the ground pounder guys working on their car? Yeah, right. Because no, it's, it's a just, very ground pounder it's, mistake. It's literally Nick. Uh, he's a young kid. He used to drive the Q truck, if you remember, a couple of years ago. Uh, it's like him and his dad. And they just they goofed on the Oberg. It's a brand new car, new thing to them, up from the trucks. And, I mean, I, I've heard the Obergs being put in backwards with real professional, you know, experienced teams, I should say. And uh, it's just one of those things. So... It was what it was. Brad May wins, and it's going to be, if Schofield runs all the races, the championship will be between May and Schofield. And who knows? Brian Finney is planning to run all the races, so maybe if they get into it car crowns grow, he could steal this thing. You never know. Uh, I do think it's really going to help the Florida Governor's Cup, though. I, I think you, you look at those names, and only Brad May participated in the Governor's Cup last year, So, and we had 25 cars. So there are things to be positive about. Uh, there's also room for improvement, and I'm going to leave it at that. And we will go down now to the Bombers because I knew uh, when I talked to you, Margo, before the show, you you wanted to talk about this Bomber race. So what was it about this particular race that uh, that made you actually want to pay attention to the Bombers this week? CJ, I apologize. Oh, uh, you jinxed him, didn't you? I jinxed him. Oh, man. I literally See? texted him like, we're going to have to burn the bridesmaid sash. It lives on. He led a lot of that race. He was the he was like the second fastest car of the second half of the race. He was able to get out there. I don't think I've seen anybody pass Stephen Wright this year like that. And he got up there and passed Stephen, but Dustin Higdon, who had the fastest car, had to come from the back to the front, and he was able to outduel CJ. But I mean, that was, in my opinion, that's probably the best bomber race I've ever seen. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to watch. It was very now, fun. I'm just gonna put this out there. The only reason I watched all 50 laps was because of Princess Consuela Banana Hammock Ducky. <laughs> That's right. Ducky Rocher. Jason Ferreira will give him a shout out. Sixth place in that eight car. In his first time on New Smyrna in a bomber. And it's not even his car. And he went out and qualified and kept the drive shaft in the car. Yeah, hey, much. that's a much better debut than his truck series, right? Yes, much better. And for everybody on Facebook, he did not have a spotter. I am his spotter. I would know if he had a spotter. The bombers aren't allowed to have spotters. No, but I made a joke. I, he posted a picture. I'm like, damn, you can't even give your spotter credit. <laughs> so, of course, Dustin Higdon's on there. Oh, spotter and a bomber, eh? Yeah. Well, y- you know no. Dustin. He likes to poke and prod. And no, I, I know. I know he means well. Uh, but, no, it was a, it was a sp- spectacular race. 21 car. No, there was more than that. There was, that was, that's there was qualifying. like 26. There was 23 cars in total. Two did not start. So, 21 took the green flag. Uh, 10 car invert, Dustin Higdon qualified. He, he had some drama in qualifying, but qualified on the pole. 10 car invert put him 10th. He was he raced up into the top five, had a tire go down just shy of the halfway point. Uh, pitted for that, fixed that, had to start in the back, came all the way through to win it. And that's the that was the story of the night. No. Three races going with, with the fastest cars going to the back and coming to the front. Yes, but did anybody else's tire go from the back stretch to the front stretch? Yes, poor Bob Say. I think his tire would still be rolling around the track if it had not hit the wall. That damn inside wall. That was at hol- least it got the victory lane. I don't ever, car. I don't ever listen to you announce because, um, yeah, but that you, was hilarious. Yes, that- I was, I was walking up to go sit with uh, CJ's family because we like to be a little cheering section for CJ and Brandon and Stephen Wright. And I was walking up there and I hear that and I'm like. WTF is he talking? Oh <laughs> shit! There's a tire rolling down the, the track. The people in the heart suite were losing their minds. I could hear them through the closed doors of the other suites, and they were they loved it. And you know what? If I could give them that moment, then 
good. I'm glad people enjoyed that because that I I see that moment. I'm like, oh, I'm taking it. I'm taking this. I We're mean, having fun with this. I was just waiting for the Daryl Wall trip. He picked a bad time to I leave don't, me. Lose I don't like doing that's Daryl's. That, Daryl can have that. It's also overdone. Yeah, it's overdone and played out. I, and I, just next time a wheel goes flying, can you please play Wheel in the Sky by Journey? That's a great idea. I'll keep that in mind. But <laughs> no, that was that was pretty cool. And the good thing about this race is there were a few cautions, few spins, a couple of mishaps, but it wasn't a wreck fest. Um, this new tire rule has kept everybody way closer together. I mean, a 50-lapper last year, I think five guys would have finished on the lead lap. I haven't seen that purple eight car go so fast no, in any race. No. And he was up there on the back bumper well, humping Brandon Monroe. Now, the, the guys in the top ten, uh, five, Higdon, Creech, Wright, Latour, Snyder, they were all there last year, and they're very good drivers. But listen to some of these other names in the top 10. Jason Ferreira, Brandon Monroe, who's been in the top 10 all year, Aaron Foy, Brian Potvin in a neon, the, the guy who made the, the trip from Auburndale over this week. He okay. finished in the top 10. And Ben Say got a top 10 in the 50-lapper. So, Ben, I mean, these guys are, we're, we're you know, we're, everybody's on a level playing field, and the drivers are really showing up now. Obviously, Dustin Higdon, Jim Snyder. What, what can you say about those guys? Stephen Wright, he's figured out this bomber thing really well. Um, CJ, I mean, he's really, really good until he gets up to second spot, and he just can't get any higher. Uh, Todd Latour, he's a veteran driver. So the veterans are still doing their thing. But we're getting some new names. Jason and, and Brandon held off Todd Latour for a while. Yeah, and they had a good battle between the two of them for sixth. Yeah, there's so, some purple paint on Brandon's car. Good. Finally, some color on that thing other than the don't suck sticker. <laughs> I, mean, I might have to make him a new one of those. But. And you know what else I got to say about this bomber class? I love how into it these drivers are. Um, we've had Jonathan Virgilius and the 80 car of uh, James Partlow both win Driver of the Week. I see Uniel Diaz posting about racing all the time on his Instagram. Um, you know, people want to say the driver of the week thing is a uh, it's a popularity contest. Sure, but look Those who's are the people that don't have any friends to vote for them. Well, too bad. I mean, do more with do or, more with what you have. Or who only won the my car sat on Jack Stands championship. Well, hey, you know, if you don't like it, you don't have to vote. But you know, I'm going to go off on a tangent real quick. Somebody got all up in arms about the. Uh, Driver of the week saying, "Why do you do it before the races? Uh, it's part of opening ceremonies, you dillweed. I mean, you've you've been at the racetrack. You know exactly what it's all about. It's to get a driver in front of the crowd. It's to add to opening ceremonies that used to be, hey, let's pray and let's do the national anthem and let's go. Uh, it's just to add to the show. It is a popularity contest because every vote is a popularity contest. What is the fan vote in the All Star race? It is a popularity contest. So I what what is the vote for president? Mm, uh, never mind. I'm not, going to, yeah. <laughs> not going down that road. Anyways, let's go. Brandon Monroe, he did great. Yes, he did. And congratulations to Dustin Hayden. Watching him go from the back to the front, the front um, back, back to and back to the front, and back and back <laughs> and all again. And qualifying was a debacle for him. And don't forget to put your transponders on, boys and girls. Um, or yeah, put it was, them on correctly. Yes. I mean, what, it was a great race. I really enjoyed it. Probably one of the best bomber races I've seen in a long, long time. So well done, Bomber guys. Congratulations to Dustin. Let's quickly jump to the EMOD race here. And the EMOD portion of the show is, of course, brought to you by uh, Wayne King Racing and Olsen Floors. Uh, big thanks to Ken Copley for coming on board and bringing that sponsorship uh, to the program and to the EMODs. And I, I, I will say the same thing I just said about the Bombers. Probably the best EMOD race I've seen in a long, long time. I only had a view of turns three and four. But how close was it for the most part until until Mr. White got the lead? 
It was really close until Mr. White got the lead, and I'm sorry. I love you, Jeffrey, but when he got the lead, I was like, no. I know. You You probably were rooting for Dylan. Uh, yeah. Dylan I mean, or Ken. Dylan and Ken and Jeffrey, they're all friends of mine, so I'm just like, no. But I really want to see Dylan get a win in the EMOD. He, that team, that 16 has come a long way, and so has Ken Copley this year. I mean, right now, Jeffrey White, I would love to get Earl Beckner back out there. I think Earl and Jeffrey having a race for the win would be spectacular. Um, Ken and Dylan, I think, are going to get one. I think Art is, is close as well in the nine car. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the race got real interesting when Jeffrey White got into Art Koonsman, actually tapped out. I, I got to tell you, I have seen a serious growth in Jeffrey White, the person. Yeah. Uh, especially after the birth of his, his daughter. Um, I, I, the sportsmanship out of them this year has been bar none. Yeah, I saw him coming down the backstretch. And, of course, I was with, watching the race with his family, and I just see him like, pounding on the roof i'm like dude calm down you're gonna leave a dent in it yeah he like, he wanted to make sure that we saw that and i did and i notified the officials and they gave art his spot back but jeffrey at the back and that made it fun to watch because we knew from the heat race he was fast we knew from last year he was fast he was going to be the guy to beat and he earned it yeah he absolutely did. did and you know ken struggled last year now he's back up you know second third i think he's leading the points again dylan the rookie last year getting his feet wet now getting comfortable um, I think it's going to be a good championship battle. I think Ken Copley and Dylan LeBeau are the championship favorites since Jeffrey and uh, now Earl have both missed a race. Yes. So that'll be it'll be a good battle. Um, you know, the EMOD started a little slow this year with only they, – they didn't show up for speed weeks and then only a couple on opening night. But we had nine tonight, which is, which is better. Um, 417, they only had nine of their A-mods, so – uh, I think that's kind of right where the modifieds are, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 cars. What are so. the modifieds? Like Alphabet Mafia? Yeah. I, they, well, they, they should call them the DOT mods down at 417 because they're E-mods with DOT tires instead of racing tires, which is a cool concept, but I don't know that that worked too well. If they're not poor mods, I don't pay attention. I know you don't, but, you know, E-mod, this was probably my favorite E-mod race, watching Jeffrey White and then watching the battle between Ken and Dylan and watching those top three, they raced each other hard and clean, and um, I, I really appreciated the uh, the, the battles, and I, I appreciate the how every driver that was on the podium that we talked to, even though they, you know, Ken and Dylan didn't get a win, they were so happy to be there. And, and you don't see that in racing a lot anymore. People get complacent. Yeah. But not not these guys. So uh, Jeffrey White takes the win. Uh, I definitely suggest if you didn't see this one, go back and watch it on Speedway Video. And uh, thank you to uh, thank you again to Wayne King Racing and Olson Floors for sponsoring that EMOD segment of the program. LKQ Superstocks now. I think that's the last class we got a hit on here. Yes, it is. LKQ Superstocks, another phenomenal race, and another, Margo, another driver coming from the back after having problems coming to the front. Uh, what's your take on the shenanigans with the Superstocks this weekend? I didn't watch it. Great take. What, what wonderful insight. Thank you so much for that. I was uh, feeding <laughs> the baby. I know. Um, but I know you know what happened. So, what are your thoughts on what are your thoughts on the fighting at the racetrack? I was gonna quote a singer, but now I can't think of who it is. Just don't give me no lines and keep your hands to yourself. Yeah, agreed. If uh, my five year old can do it, so can you. Now, now, mind you, there are a few people I wouldn't mind like just punching in the face, but I'm gonna take them off property and do it. Yeah. Or I, just not do it at all. I, Stop I, throwing hands. This isn't Fight Club, for the love of God, mainly because we talk about it. 
But stop. Stop fighting. It's not cool. It's not cool. It's not worth it. Um, all you do is you hurt the car count. You hurt the division as a whole. You discourage people from... I heard somebody lost their sponsor that wasn't really even involved with it. But because of the, the garbage on the racetrack, they and that, that just kills the momentum. And you lose fans. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I don't care who you are. You could be my damn mother. If you wreck somebody and then you walk up to them and punch them in the face, I... Oh, I'm not saying this is what happened. I'm going to stop cheering for you. I don't care. Yeah. It's it's just, uh, and and I didn't even know it was happening because there's so many people on the back straight away. And if you went on that racetrack before the red flag was out, shame on you. Never enter the racetrack. Remember Dan Webb when he was pissed off and he came flying through the safety guys? Um, you know, what if somebody is trying to get back to the pits? What if somebody doesn't know that people are running on the racetrack? What if yeah. somebody gets hit? Yeah, I, I need these drivers to understand, and this is for all of them, not just the stupor, stupor stocks. Stu- yeah, they kind of were in this moment. <laughs> not just super stocks, but everybody. And this is something I pound even into the ground pounder drivers meeting. This is a family sport. It is. And there are a lot of families and young kids watching this. Kid, uh, no matter where you turn, even if you cannot see them, a child is watching you. Mm-hmm. Be what... What you would hope your kids look up to, you need to be that yourself. Absolutely. So what led up to all of that? The The race started with some contact between Justin Spears and Eugene Tuminello. Justin Spears had the back bumper bar dragging, had to come down pit road. He was by far, he is by far the fastest car right now. And um, he had to pit, start in the back. He was working his way up and he was driving the hell out of that thing because I don't know how he kept that car pointed in one direction because he was either too hard into the corner or sideways off the corner trying to get back up there. 25 laps, you don't have time to to putz around and waste time. And uh, he drove back up there. Shane Satoris had the spin, brought out the caution. We had a restart. And Justin Spears sails off into turn one and two. He was headed towards the gas station, brought it back off the wall. And then behind him, that's when you had Ed Barber, Shane Satoris getting together. Ed Barber hits the water barrels head on. Uh, Satoris goes spinning, collects Gage Spears. Gage Spears comes down, hits the inside wall head on. Then I guess Ed was pissed at Shane, tried to punch Shane, or did punch Shane, and then officials had to come out, and then Ed Barber's son punched an official in the face. And it's just stupid. It's just, it's, man, ugh, I don't like it. $5,000 fine and indefinite suspension now for the Barber team. You want to ruin a career? Yeah. Did did we not just see that? Sorry, I'm, I'm extremely pissed off about the whole fighting situation because yeah. of what conspired. Yep. And I don't want to talk about it because I do have a fan of him. Who well, at dinner last night when we told him would not be racing for a while first yeah, it out you know, tears. I, you, you think you might not matter to somebody and you might not know the person you matter to, but you know, the whole Daniel Dye situation, which we didn't really which we're not gonna go in depth about, but he's indefinitely suspended from Arca now because he got in a fight at school. And, and when when we had to tell our five year old about it, he started crying. He like I'd never seen him ball. Like he, wa- the only reason he gives a crap about Arca is to watch Daniel die. That is his hero because of how Daniel treated him at the racetrack. Takes time to talk to him, takes pictures, walks around the car, is just the best you could be to a five year old at the racetrack. And that's how we get race fans. And to hear. The five-year-old's response when we had to tell him that Daniel can't race for a while, and we didn't go into why, other than, you know, hey, he got in a fight, and this is why we don't fight. He bawled his eyes out. Yep. So you never know. That kid sitting in turn one might like that orange race car, and you go out and fight, and then you've ruined it for him. Yep. Just like Daniel Dye now has, and God only knows what, how 
what other ripple effects we just know of ours personally with with, with our five year old crying his eyes out. Well, and I know that all of our quarter midget kids that's oh, that's yeah. who they I, look he, up he to. He's their hero, and now it's like no, nobody knows. You know, we we know bits and pieces. You don't really know what happened, but I'm sure there'll be more that comes to light. But it is a real. I'm really disappointed. Really disappointed. That kind of threw my day off yesterday. Yeah, to me too. I got set like seven people sent it to me in a matter of five minutes, and I finally got to the point where I'm like, y'all can stop. I know. Yeah. Because in my head, I'm like, great. Now I have to tell my five-year-old why he will not see him at the racetrack anymore. And then the I last see, time I had to do that was with Patrick Thomas, and it was just that he went to dirt. You know, and I see people online making jokes, and I don't think it's funny. I think it's extremely disappointing. And I know that kids will be kids, but I, I, I mean, to get a felony charge, I mean, something. Re- it, the the description of what happened seems so bizarre. Like I I just feel like there's so much more to it, and it's just mind boggling. But either it's way, mind boggling. Either way, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Our yeah. thoughts are with both sides. Right. I uh, mean, everybody just needs to shut up if yeah. you're not involved with it. Hopefully, Stop the victim is okay. Bullshit. Daniel's career is probably going to take a. It's going to go. If it ever rebounds, he will go th- through a pothole here for sure. So. And um, you know, I'm sure his dad's beyond pissed off and they will handle it yep but back to the super stocks yes. i don't think and as many children as are down there with the spears crew with the satoruses i mean i know shane's three kids i don't know if they were there but i know that most of the time they are you always have someone watching you mm-hmm. whether it is your kid or a complete stranger yep talk all the shit you want dude i don't care i can explain to my child that we don't say those words but don't go hitting people. Yeah. Don't it's, just, it's not a box. If you want to hit people, go take up boxing. It's just not worth it. It's just uh I was disappointed by that and Ed Barber ran so well in the heat and I understand why he was frustrated, but it just it does you no good to fight. Um I know Ralph said, "Oh, go do it on the front straight away." Even I thought that was a little silly. Just don't do it. We're we're not we're not here paying for a boxing match. We're here to watch racing and we want to keep the cars and the people able to come to the racetrack so that we can build this. We're trying to build this thing, not not tear it down, guys. So uh, definitely disappointing there. But when the race restarted, it was Doug Samian who was leading versus Justin Spears. And Justin Spears, uh, uh, coming to the white flag, basically was able to get the lead away from Samian. It was a great battle. It was a great race. And for the third race on the night, the winner had some kind of adversity that he had to fight through and come back and win. So congratulations, Justin Spears, now two for two on the year. Doug um, Samian's going to get him, though. Oh, Samian's going to win races this year, just like he did at Red Eye. Yeah, at the, at the Red Eye. Um, and he's not racing all the races. I think this weekend he's going to concentrate on his daughter's bomber car, and she'll be out there, so I don't think Doug will be in the Superstock field. So uh, that could be an opportunity for Eugene Tuminello, Bobby Holly, maybe sneak up there, get a win. Um, I think we'll, we won't have the, the 13 cars that we had this week, but I think we'll have six, seven, eight good ones that will put on a great show on Family Fun Night. Um, shout out to James Healy and Jay Bird for making the long trip from, like, uh, the south area of Florida to come race with us. And, and they're doing a track tour, which is cool. They're going to run. I see that. They're going to Citrus this weekend. Yeah, they're going to Citrus this weekend. They plan to go to Five Flags. So, and, and they yeah, have interest in going, going to Thunder, Thunder Road. Road, which is the guy's like, hey, give me them st- uh, street stock rules. I'm like, those are four cylinders up there. I'll give you the Tiger rules, though. Not the Tiger. Oh, Tigres. Yep. We'll, we'll cover the Thunder Road stuff on the on the next show. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, the, the super late models, definitely not what everybody wanted. Uh, but the rest of the night was incredible. Definitely, I, I think it was the best weekly show of the year so far, overall. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Like that, I was going to factor in the Bad Bunny, but 
Yeah, ba- yeah. Bad Bunny was... That, the spectator races we, we, were We fun. made Bad Bunny better than it was. Um, yeah. But oh. as far as weekly points racing, actual race cars going in circles... This yes. was the best weekly show. And I think the Family Fun Night is going to be good, too. The Bad Bunny was the best for me because there's no more Buick No more Buick. Buick. That's but right. But if anybody can find a Pontiac Aztec, hit your girl up. There you go. That's, that's my next project. So that'll wrap up the uh, what went down at New Smyrna this weekend. And like I said, over, overall... A good night. The marquee event, getting cut down to 50 laps and, and being short on cars was, you know, it was disappointing. But the night overall was a great, great one. I think everybody got their money's worth one way or another. So you have some information on our quarter midget kids. See. So what uh, what do you have for us there as far as that goes? I just have winners and stuff. We had points race number. Was it three? Three. I think it was three, yeah. Points race number three. We had more cars than we did the last time. Yeah. Um, so for, I'm just going to go over the winners real quick. Uh, make sure you're in the mic there. there Red rookie. We had Michael Rude. Uh, Jet Risley was second. Owen Allman was third. Blue rookie. Jonathan. I can't say it. Menin, Men, Meninga. Yeah, that one. Junior Honda, Paul Messick, uh, Parker Merrill and Easton Gardner were your top three. Easty boy. Easty boy. Senior Honda, Peyton's booty. Peyton's what? Peyton's booty powers worked off as Gavin <laughs> oh Gardner God. once again won. Inside joke. Inside we have joke. this thing where Peyton sits in his car and he wins. That That's all it is. Uh, senior Honda, Gavin Gardner, Corbin Merrill, and Landon King. At, is that the one where Gabby Malone came across the line? Silence? Yeah, she had a great run going and got spun out on the last corner. She can't catch a break. I, I keep telling him to change the paint scheme. It's that Kevin Harvick. He's slow now, so. Yeah. Heavy Honda, Caden Ashton, Kaylin Kinley, and Ashton Miller. That is the most confusing division because it is. Tell me about it. Caden, Kaylin, Ashton, Kyan, and Caitlin. Yes. And and, and I love, you know. And their last names are Ashton. I think of the name Ashton, like the first name being a boy's name, just off the top of my head. I know it's unisex, but I remember when I was first starting out there, I said it was, you know, boy. And Johnny Miller comes up to me and goes, this is my fault because I gave her a boy's name, but that's a girl. Yeah, and then you have Caden Ashton, <laughs> right. Ashton Miller. Right, and they're always, like, right next to each Kaylin other, Kaylin Kenley and Caitlin Calhoun. I can't, I and, can't. And Ann Sutton. Yeah, it's kind of like the Ground Pounders. I have a bunch of Scots <laughs> and Scots Smiths, and, and then and with Smiths. 602s, it's the Hattons. Yeah, oh my God. Chris and Christopher. Up next, Christine. Uh, junior 160, Paul Messick and Easton Gardner. Heavy World Formula, Caden Ashton, Faith Reap, and Max Wheeler. Light 160, Gavin Gardner, Corbin Merrill, and Gabby Malone. And then Heavy 160, Ashton Miller. She stopped being nice and won. Max Wheeler and Caden Ashton. I mean, it was a it was a great night. And I, I can't say it enough, and I'll continue to say it. They put on some great racing. Who, and, who flew into the... Who I can't flew. remember who it was. Oh, uh, I want to say Gavin was in that race. Somebody went, yeah, somebody went head on in the wall uh, off two, and it was pretty wild. Um, you know, the, these kids and these parents spend a lot of money to come race these cars, and we got a good handful of drivers out there right now. Regan England. Regan England, that's right. Yeah, hard hit there. Everybody's okay. These kids are tough. The cars are tough. The parents work their ass off to keep these cars running, and they put on a good show, and it's fun. It's fun to go out there and watch all this racing. I remember when I, I've said this before, but I went out there the first time. Yeah, I'm here to help out. Glad to do it. And then I was like, wow, this is really, really cool. I can't believe I'd never come out here before. So and those give, give kids, the quarterman just to watch sometime. Those kids, y'all, it is free to come out and watch them. Yep, they drive local. their asses off. 
And those kids, they just go out there. They drive their asses off in their race, and at the end of the race, they're in the field playing football. That's right. They are being kids. Have a great time. Um, but this weekend, we have the Arrive and Drive. from. Uh, it's sold out, so if you're not already on it, I'm sorry. We will keep you updated when the November one comes up. But that's, that's just it. pretty much where you can pay. Throw your kid in a quarter midget, see if they get the feel of it, so you're not crazy like us, and you don't just get your kid yes, a quarter midget. a great opportunity to see if it's something that they will like going forward. So great, uh, great night of quarter midget racing, great night of racing on the big track, great night at New Smyrna, great weekend, I should say, over over at uh, Smyrna altogether. Let's uh, before we move into the break here, let's quickly go over Talladega. I know you have some thoughts on Talladega. What do you? What's, uh, yeah, that Margo at the finish of Talladega was like me at the finish of Bristol a couple weeks ago. You there were not are, happy. There are only two people in this world that are disappointed with the way Talladega ended. At least only two people in Florida. You and Austin. Me and Austin. Yep. Yep. We You're, are watermelon man haters. We are the club. It's fine. So take away the front straightaway of the final lap. What'd you think overall of the race? Man, I thought Ricky Stenhouse was going to win. He I'm was totally out kidding. in stage two. I know. <laughs> I just have to mention his names because it pisses people off. There we go. There goes our listenership right down the tube. I don't think they listen. People listen to this. Oh, okay. Well, I, I mean, I have five sponsors, so. Wow. Wow. Good job. You did it. Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, William Byron won one stage. William Byron won a stage. Uh, oh, and Bubba uh, Wallace. Bubba yeah, Wall- I was yeah. real happy. I was yeah. real happy because everybody was real mad. Well, I thought the race was pretty good. And as I normally do, I score these things on my little scorecard here. Um, I gave the racing a seven because I thought it was it was okay. It was a lot of double file, um, you had some single file stuff, not a lot of three wide. Um, I do like that these cars don't really get affected by the side draft anymore. And, yeah. I, and I think that's why you don't get a third line because the inside lane can't suck back the the other lane that's beside them. So I think with this particular car and package without as much side drafting, you're going to get double file racing, which is still good. So I give the racing a seven, seven out of 10 on excitement. Um, I thought the finish got interesting there in the trioval. Uh, it was interesting whether you liked the way it went or not. Um, <laughs> but I think there were there was – that last stage had some dull moments to it. We were all sitting there waiting for it to ramp up. I fell asleep. Yeah, you did. You fell asleep until the pit stops. Yeah. We, we're, was, and I don't ever fall asleep. Steve and I were like, ah, we'll wake her up when there's a caution. And there wasn't one. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it was still good because you're, it's Talladega. You're waiting for something to happen. But I give it a 7 out of 10 on excitement. The finish I gave an 8 out of 10 because it was – unpredictable coming through the tribal. I was hoping Eric Jones was going to hang on. I really was. It would have really messed up the playoffs. Um, but uh, Ross Chastain, like you said, he did nothing, stayed in his lane, and it came to him. It's or, like, as, or as I referred to him in the first stage. Yes, Ross, Ross Chastain. There's another example of a driver who had to go to the back and work his way back up and win. He got lapped and got his lap back and won the thing, and nobody nobody saw that coming. Um are you kidding? I literally put on Facebook like seven minutes before it happened. I was like, how long until Crash Dane takes out Larson? He didn't take it's out kind Larson. kind of funny because their fan bases are the he same. He didn't take out Larson. Larson took himself out when he cleared himself off of Kurt Busch's nose. Um, so I get the finish an eight. It was it was interesting, entertaining. It may not have gone your way, but I like Ross Chastain, so I was happy with it. 41 lead changes, which is the second most of the season. Uh, that gets a 10 um, on the scale there. Enjoyment overall, I give it an eight out of ten. I enjoyed it that much. I was a little disappointed that the big one only had eight cars in it. Yeah, I don't watch. It was weird. I don't watch racing for wrecks, but Talladega, Daytona, those big tracks. You know what's going to happen. Yeah, I thought we were going to see it with about ten to go, and it just never happened. Um, 
Of course, there was a stack up because everybody plays stupid games on the restarts and everyone wants to blame Bubba, but everybody was checking up and it was an accordion effect and Joey Logano got bounced off Bubba's nose and hit the wall and if, if that was at full speed, he would have flipped because that car did get airborne for a and minute. And all the rednecks would have been so thrilled. Yeah, but it took out Stenhouse, Logano, mm. Oh, yeah, we Dylan. thought Ricky went through it and then we're like, oh, shit. No, he broke his toe link. These these toe links on the suspensions are not strong enough. But Poor guy. Yeah, it was, it was, the wrecks were bizarre and that was a hard hit for, uh, what was it, Chase Briscoe and Chris Busher yeah. when the 16 blew yeah, up. Yeah. So, I mean, the race still had its wrecks and wild moments, but it was... It was nice to see a good race that didn't have to rely on big wrecks and, like, oh, my God moments. So, uh, overall, uh, based on the scale, on the average, I got an 8 out of 10. So, that's up from Bristol Dirt, which I gave a 6. Right now, the season average, based on our scorecards that we've gone over the last few shows, is sitting at a 6.78 out of 10. So, we're at a solid D-plus right now. Solid mediocre. Solid mediocre. Typical NASCAR, right? No, I'm enjoying the season. It's just that some of the, the... Phoenix was disappointing. Um, Coda was okay. Richmond was eh. Atlanta Super Speedway was great. Atlanta was fantastic. That's got a 9.2 on the scale right now. That's the best race of the year, according to the grading. Bristol was meh. Martinsville was horrible. Is it so, time for Pocono yet? Oh, uh, God. Not yet. We're going to Dover this weekend. but um, I'm the only person that actually likes Pocono. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Pocono with a new car will be more interesting. I hope so. It, it should be fun. Uh, one race at Pocono this year, which I like. Um, Pocono or Poconope? I guess I say Pocon, yes. I like it once. We don't need the double header there. We don't need two races there anymore. Um, I'm excited for it one time with a new car. So what, we've um, got Delaware, we Kansas? Got Dover. Nope, Delaware. I wasn't wrong. It's in Delaware. I think we do like Dover, then the All-Star Race. No, at, Dover, Darlington. Dover, Darlington, Darlington and race. then then is it the All-Star Race? And then the Coke 600 on Memorial Day. Yeah, I don't... So, don't we have Kansas coming up soon? And then Kansas, I think, is... Okay, so hang on. Let me let, let me just let me look. Let me look real quick. Anything can happen at Kansas? Ask Anthony Alfredo. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah, let me let me check the schedule because that would probably help for us to know. Dover definitely coming up this weekend, and we are going to preempt Dover because we're going to watch Thunder Road on Flow Racing first, which I can't wait for. I'm ready. Um, and I think I'm Dover ready to cheer for some Jason Corliss. I'm going to predict that on our scorecard here, Dover's probably going to get like a six or a seven. Dover's pretty meh. It has been, but I mean, this new car, it's either hit or miss. So the races you think would be bad are good and vice versa. So we have Dover coming up this weekend. I think it'll be okay. Then, Looky then, there. I was then, right. Yeah. Dover, Darlington, Kansas. Yep. And then Texas for the All-Star. And then uh, to wrap up May, we have the Wait, Coke 600. The so. All-Star's at Texas? Yeah, the All-Star's at Texas again. Since when? Since last year. When it, you just don't remember because it was terrible. Um, I was also like 82 months pregnant Correct. and in the hospital. Correct. So... Um, so yeah, I think Dover will be okay. You never know. It's, it's due for a wild one, I guess. So maybe that'll happen. Darlington's always fun. I'm looking forward to Kansas with the new car. Texas, all-star race, meh, take it or leave it. Charlotte, Coke 600. I don't care what the package is. I always enjoy that race because it's so long and I'm usually drunk by the end of it. So <laughs> I get to be drunk by the end of it this yes, year. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. And, and I love, I love the Indy 500 Coca-Cola 600 Sunday. Oh, one of my that's, favorite days of racing. And I don't care about F1. So. That's our cookout day. Oh yeah. Um, we'll have some friends over for that for sure. So friends. Yes. A lot, a lot to look forward to. Um, you know, Hey, Talladega was Talladega. Congratulations, Ross Chastain. You want to hear the most mind-blowing fact after Talladega that caught me off guard? If you don't die there. Um, okay. Tyler Reddick, out of the playoffs right now. Goodbye. Can you believe that? 
Goodbye. William Byron's in it. He's in it. He's locked in. He's got two wins. Him and Chastain are like tied. No. Two wins. Imagine Tyler Reddick had won the race at Bristol. He's locked in, right? Yeah. Second place in that race, dead last at Talladega, 17th in the point standings, out of the playoffs. No, he'll get in. He's going to win a race. I don't but. understand the playoff standings. You Hell, don't? I barely understand. Who's, no, I like. I need you and Austin to probably sit down so and dumb it down for basically, me. Basically, if you win a race, you're, I don't, I don't you're need locked right in. And then they fill the rest in by points. Well, yeah, I knew that, but it's just. And then the playoff points are. It's probably the playoff points that confuse I miss you. before them stages. See, I Sorry. think people don't like the stages and the playoff points because they don't know how to freaking keep up with it. And that's well, their you, own fault. You remember so. the whole red flag situation at Bristol? These idiots no, don't yeah. know how. I mean, that was, that was, yeah, that was. I'm sorry. Cluster. When Mike Joy has to explain something five times and he's yeah. like, all right, I might need Clint Boyer to dumb this down. Well, I mean, it is what it is, but. Uh, I, I still think NASCAR as a whole has been way better this year than the last couple of years. I like, I like, I don't like the way this new car looks per se, but I like the way it races. I can't wait to see all the throwbacks at Darlington. The throwbacks are going to look weird with the numbers slid forward. <laughs> if I was NASCAR, I would just say, put the number on the side anywhere you want that works the best with your paint scheme and go. But Dude, Harrison I, Burton's car is going to be... I saw the dumbest thing on Twitter. Somebody said... NASCAR wants everybody to have the numbers in the same position so everybody knows where to look. I don't look at car numbers. Look at the side of the flipping car. Yeah. So I mean, we got cars at New Smyrna with the numbers up front and back. We got cars that don't have numbers. So we, what I talked about hell? this with Brad when he changed the paint scheme for the Mod Mini. He's like, yeah. oh, are you going to recognize me in red and black? And I'm like. What do you look at, the roof number? I usually look for the green on his car. Oh, yeah, it's red now. But it's Are fine. you ready? <laughs> But, I mean, it's not real hard to look when he's up front. There you go. I'm sure he'll be up front. Hopefully not spinning himself out. <laughs> Glad the Mod Minis will be uh, back. I think I think they'll be good. I think John DeGeorge is coming back, too. So I hope fun. Brad makes it out of turn two without spinning. <laughs> he'll, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. Ah. Todd Hopp versus Brad May. Or Brad May. Brad Blanton. Looking forward to that. I, I, he's got bullhorns on the car now, I think. Of course he does. So I need him to not be a bull <laughs> in a china shop. <laughs> Well, you we'll, know, uh, we are we are two-time champions. We're going for that third in a row. We'll, we'll cover all that next week. And if, uh, if we're able to get the kiddo, man, they've they've been really good the last Shh, don't hour. Jinx here, it, don't so. jinx it. Don't jinx it. Don't uh, jinx it. Don't we still have, like, around the state? I have citrus results pulled up. Or did no, you already, already do that? I already did that. Yep. Oh. So. Did you already do Stafford without me, too? I did it all. The second half, The second half of the show I did without you when, when you took off with the kids. Spoiler alert. Second half of the show is just me, guys. You talked about Stafford. Well, what do you want? You got anything? I'll give you closing statements. What do you got to say on Stafford? I don't. I can't say it because it'll spoil the second half it's of the show. It's not really a spoiler. I just went over the results. If Matt Hirschman is not referred to as like the Richie Evans of his generation, people aren't watching the same modified racing as me. Yeah, I think you echo the same statements I had to say. There you go. Then I really wanted Ryan Priest to win that thing. That was a great battle between those two. That's just because I like to look at So there's a little preview of what's to come on the second half of the show. We go around the state. We go up to Stafford. We talk some other stuff. Um, Margo, thanks for taking some time. Come on the show. It's good having you. We. Yeah, good talk. (laughs) I think that's the most we've talked to each other in like six months. So It's fine. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. This is how we do it. So. Yeah. Uh, We have, oh, don't forget, this weekend we have family fun night. Yeah. Did you already talk about that? No, but we've been talking about it throughout the show. Did you talk about the hula hoop com- we competition are do a hula hoop, presented yes. by the Florida Southern Ground Pounders? Margo went out and bought hula hoops. So instead of having the kids run up and down the racetrack, we'll have them shake around the track. And if you guys have any ideas of fun little things we can do for family fun nights to no kill the time. Right, there's no qualifying to take up time during I love when he talks so. over me. It's my favorite. 
to kill the time. <laughs> yeah, we're going to kill the time. <laughs> when we would usually be qualifying. Yeah, because there's no qualifying this week. Let me or Ryan know if you yeah, want Yeah, if you to- have any ideas, go ahead and let... You can get with me, you can get with Margo, you can get with the track. We're going to do a... Don't even... <laughs> we're going to do a poster design competition for next month's, I believe. Yes. So, yeah, we'll have hula hooping cont- contest this week. And then we'll do poster. the poster de- design competition. And I don't know, maybe we'll give out some fun stuff. I think we might do some trivia tomorrow, too, through the grandstands, if we have time. Trivia? Yeah, why not? Do it, you think our fans are... Yes, they're smart. That's not what I was going to say. Or we'll find out who's not. Oh, we should do, like, are you smarter than a fifth grader on the front stretch with the race? I want to do... Can we do it with the drivers? I think I want to do a hula hooping contest with the drivers. We'll, we'll see if we can't get some drivers, too. Later on in the year, I want to do Family Feud at Family Fun Night, but that's going to take some time to organize. So not this week, not next week, but maybe one of the Family Fun Nights will do that. That'd be fun. I also think Tug of War is a great idea. I, I just see Jim Zebley coming out and breaking his ribs again. He didn't break his ribs. He broke his finger. Whatever. He did something at the tire race that one time. And yeah, broke a rib. he rolled and broke his finger. And yeah. And the tug of war, I see that getting bad. But All it right, so I won't, I'll say no grip. What, what we'll do is we'll wait for the mud to build up on the infield and we'll do it in the infield and people can get all muddy. Yeah. It's not the cabbage patch, sir. Okay, never mind. Scratch that. Coleslaw wrestling. Well, we're going we're gonna to come up with fun things for Family Fun Night to, uh, to waste some time after practice is done. So We need to put together a, um, a legit autograph session like drivers bring something to sign fans bring something to have signed like plan for it yeah maybe maybe one night we'll do autograph session before the races so it doesn't hold up the show yeah it's not a bad idea too i know right we got all kinds of things that we can do and we'll figure it out i love these family fun nights that is coming up we'll cover that nascar dover we'll cover thunder road and much much more on next week's show uh we are going to take a quick commercial break thank all of our show sponsors once again and, uh, yeah, we'll be back on the other side. Check out what uh, what went on around the state. Stay tuned. <laughs> the Racing with Ryan podcast would like to thank all of our wonderful sponsors. And, boy, do we have a lot of them here this week. Let's, of course, start one of our anchor sponsors, American Auto. 34 years in business. So that means, obviously, they've been around a while. They know what they're doing. Uh, that is American Auto Tires and Service, located at 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna Beach. Um, if you de- if you need anything done, tires, service, you name it, go see EJ and the guys at American Auto. Give them a call, 386-428-1941. They will take care of all your automotive needs. American Auto, um, proud sponsor of the podcast, proud supporter of the New Smyrna Speedway as well. Um, got to give EJ a big shout out. He's bringing back the dash for cash for the super stock guys. And I think that's really going to help that division kind of make it to the next level. And, uh, can't thank them enough for not only supporting our show here, but supporting racing in general. Also, we have to thank our friends at 124 welding and fabrication. Uh, we talk about them all the time. Uh, not only does Ron do welding and fabrication, but, uh, I want to bring some light to his Etsy store because we've talked about some of the great metalworking and and stuff that he does. Uh, The best way to go check that out is to actually go to Etsy and search 124 Welding and Fab. It'll come right up. You can't miss it. Um, And that'll show you all the great products that Ron has available. So go to his Etsy shop, 124 Welding and Fabrication. And uh, I'm I'm on it now scrolling through. He's got, I mean, basically anything you could think of metalwork-wise. If you get a hold of Ron, you have an idea. Get with him and uh, 
and he can probably make it happen. I mean, he's got a, a modified uh, key holder, like in the shape of a modified. Um, he's got welcome signs. He's got just various decorations, animals, uh, designs. He's got an American flag gun. Uh, I mean, go check out the Etsy store. All kinds of great stuff. It would make great gifts, birthday, holiday, when we get to that point. Uh, so make sure you check that as well. Also, a big thank you to Wayne King Racing. Um, Wayne King Racing sponsoring the EMOD special portion of today's program. And we got to give a shout-out as well to Olsen Flooring, a brand-new sponsor here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. That is Olsen Floors. They can lay it down. So make sure, um, you know, if you're in the need for flooring, make sure you check them out. That is Olsen Floors. And I uh, can't thank Ken Copley enough for coming on board when the EMODs race and sponsoring the EMOD portion of the show. And we have a brand-new sponsor here this week on the Racing with Ryan podcast. And, um, you know, I, I put it out there all the time. People can hop on board for $5 an episode. And sure enough, brand-new sponsor this week. We welcome Jesse's Repair Services. Uh, that is Mechanic Services. So your general mechanical repair, automotive, automotive, hydraulic, that is Jesse's Repairs. Check them out at 386-243-0005 or jessesrepairs at gmail.com. Can't thank all of our sponsors enough for coming on board. Uh, whether you're big, small, new, old, or just wanting to get involved with the show, $5 an episode. You can buy one episode. You can buy a plethora of episodes. You can do what Ken did and say, hey, when my class races, I want to sponsor a segment on the show. You can do that as well. I will work with you. Believe me, um, whatever you have, even if you want to get your YouTube channel or your own podcast out there, nothing is off limits. So thank you guys for the support. Thank you all for listening. And we'll get back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. I want to uh, thank Margo for taking some time this afternoon to be able to record with us and uh, get that second voice back on the in-studio microphone. So apologize if you heard the kiddos at all in the background, but hey, for both of us to do this in the afternoon, the kids must play. You know, they must occupy themselves. So uh, it was great having her on board. Big thank you again to all of our sponsors. And um, on this side of the broadcast, as you know, we like to go around the state and see what went on at the other tracks this weekend. As, you know, of course, we were at New Smyrna this weekend. Um, I want to take a look and see how everybody else did, see what went, around, see what went on, uh, you know, around the state of Florida. Plus, we're going to head up north to Stafford Speedway, and we're going to talk about the modified race, the spring sizzler over there, because um, there was an epic duel between, in my opinion, two of the best modified drivers that are currently racing those tour-type modifieds. So, Let's go ahead and start. Let's start at Citrus County Speedway here this weekend. They had Sportsman and Open Wheel Modified Twin 50s. So a 50-lapper for the Sportsman, 50-lapper for the Open Wheel Modifieds. Um, and I saw, you know, I'm, I'm glad that, that Citrus County addressed this. They put out a, a post. I get, some people were having trouble finding the results. They use SpeedHive, and uh, it's a little bit different. So we got to click through everything here. Let's go ahead and start with the Sportsman Division. Let's get up their feature results. They had a good total of 16 cars, so could be better, could be worse. Some interesting names having kind of a, a tough day, but um, again, 16 cars started and 10 of them finished on the lead lap. So it looks like it was a relatively clean race over there. And it was won by Jason Vale. 
Jason Bale was the big winner over there in the 407 machine ahead of Anthony Cataldi. Brandon Morris made the trip over. Tim Sozio, earlier winner at New Smyrna this year, he finished in fourth. Joe Hamilton, that's a great run for Joe Hamilton to round out the top five. I feel like after four or five years, he's finally getting comfortable in this sportsman car. Of course, he's got help from uh, Chad Pierce. So a good run there for Joe Hamilton. Some other notables, uh, Scott Garrity with an eighth-place finish. Steve Barnes with the top ten in ninth. Uh, a couple drivers that struggled. Chad Pierce in the 44 car did not finish. He was 14th. Earl Beckner, uh, 15th. He only completed 31 laps. And then Phil Jakes, buddy of ours, uh, finished in the 16th position. So I would say good turnout for a 50-lapper for the sportsman. Which, believe me, the sportsmen are not as easy a draw as they used to be. Those things are might as well be limited late models at this point. Uh, open-wheel modifieds, let's hop over there. Uh, 17 open-wheel modifieds, that's a good count for open-wheel modifieds. I don't think there's anything to uh, to hang your head on there. Uh, that race was won by Jason Lester, who's coming into his own in modifieds. Uh, he's a good hot shoe. He'll pretty much drive anything. I know he's... He's been through some ups and downs in his career, but he's he's starting to get the hang of these modifieds. And uh, he was able to beat out Richie Smith, Brad Bowman, Stephen Heiss, and Brighton Horner, who is another hot shoe that'll race just about anything. So that was your top five. Bruce Bennett in sixth. Um, looking to see if there's any other notables. Uh, Cody Stickler did not finish the race in 14th spot, uh, just ahead of uh, Kyle Bookmiller in 15th. So some good cars ended up not finishing the race. Um, another 10 cars actually finished on the lead lap of the 17 that started. So looked like great racing over there at Citrus County Speedway. The Pure Stocks also in action, one of my favorite classes. They started 16 of those, so solid all the way around so far. Uh, Sport Wilson in the 94 car wins the Pure Stock feature ahead of Jonathan Appleby. Casey Rounds was third. Bubba Martone fourth. Fifth for David Kingsbury. Uh, they also ran a couple other classes, mod minis, and they started seven of those. Tom Zimmerman wins over Dean Butram, and then they ran mini stocks and Ford Outlaws mini stocks. They started 12, so that's not bad. Those are similar to our bomber cars, by the way. Uh, Jason Simons, the winner of the mini stocks and Ford Outlaws. They ran two heats, so let's see. Uh, looks like 19 total Outlaws, so a great turnout there. Uh, Daniel Webster was in the field, um, but the winner for the Ford Outlaw Division over at Citrus County was Braden Boardman, besting a 19-car field with some good names. Sean Osteen, Keith Saverell, um, Eric Sharon. I guess Eric Sharon was actually DQ'd. Um, kudos to Citrus getting rid of that guardrail on the back straightaway. The walls there always sketched me out, but I know that was kind of part of the long-term plan of the revamp over there was to to shore that up, I mean, they put jersey barriers off one and two so you weren't flying off into the field, and now they finally put concrete up where that old uh, guardrail retaining wall is that leads up to the concrete. Pretty sketchy area. I've never seen anything bad happen over there, but just, just one of those things you think about is, uh, you know, a car will eventually find a way to hit that. So they put the concrete up there, and Eric Sharon got into another guy, and we saw the video, and then I guess uh, Citrus County Speedway kind of reviewed things and said that he was DQ'd and suspended a race, so... Um, kind of the, the story of the weekend is things getting a little, little bit wild there over, uh, over not only over at New Smyrna, but at Citrus as well. So looked like a great night of racing over there as usual at the Citrus County Speedway. Let's head over to the Auburndale Speedway. They ran, and if you listen to the show, you know this, they ran twin fifties for the super late models. So three tracks, New Smyrna six. Uh, so how did, uh, Auburndale fare with the super late model car count? 
How about, let's see, what did it end up being? 23 cars showed up. That's pretty good. Now, you know, I went over this with a couple of other people. You know, there was maybe one, two, maybe three guys that you might see over at New Smyrna if they weren't directly on top of each other. Um, you've got a lot of cars that are able to run pro late model type cars, not to take anything away because guess what? They were there. They're in the field. Once you put the bodies on these things, you can't tell anyway. So who cares if it's a pro late, an actual super late, it's a late model. They run late models over there and they got a good field. Uh, both races were won by George Gorham Jr. Who actually blew the doors off his own car and the competition. Uh, so it was definitely a war over there. Um, I feel bad for for Gavin Graham in the 70 car. He destroyed his car. Um, it, it was either in practice or one of the races. I'm, I'm guessing it was the second race because he was ninth in race number one. I could be wrong there, but I know his car ended up destroyed. And uh, he's one of the drivers up out of the Legends cars. And I called a lot of Legends car racing over there. So glad to see these guys moving up. But uh, I hate... Man, people talk about you go to New Smyrna, you crash, you can destroy a car. You can you can have that happen anywhere because that car is absolutely obliterated. That thing is done. That's a that's a clip that might be that thing might be completely done. Um, so you hate seeing that. But even at the bull rings, if if the situations are just in the right, you know, if everything comes together the right way, you can destroy a car at any racetrack because uh, we are going that fast. Uh, but George Gorham, the winner of both races, he beat out Steve Doran in race number one. Adam Briggs, how about Adam Briggs with the third place run? Uh, in the super late model now, we know him as a former sportsman champion. Uh, Jonathan Guy was fourth in Ross Francisco in the George Gorman backup car, running out the top five in race one. Kristen Clement, sixth. Becca Monopoly, seventh. Richard Elkins with a great run in eighth. Gavin Graham was ninth in race one. Brandon Anderson, tenth in race one. Some notables here. Chase King struggled in 15th. Chase Lovelady, who's won races over there this year. Um, 17th. Randy Anderson also has won races. He was 19th. Uh, but they did have 11 cars finish race number one. Now, let me flip through the results here and get to race number two. Race number two, of course, won by George Gorham. Uh, but in race number two, it was Jonathan Guy's second. Bray Holmes uh, did not start the first feature, but rallied in this one to finish third. Charlie Brown was fourth. Ross Francisco with another fifth-place effort. Adam Briggs, sixth. Kristen Clement, seventh. Steve Dorr, eighth. Brandon Anderson, ninth. And then Hunter Lovelady rounds out the top ten in race number two. Gavin Graham... Um, it, it did not start race number two. Becca Monopoly did not start race number two. Uh, so they definitely had some attrition in race one, but all in all, a good turnout over there. And George Gorham, I'd say George Gorham and uh, Chase Lovelady and Randy Anderson, those are the drivers to beat over there at Auburndale in the late model class right now. Um, other notable races, the Scramblers raced, uh, again, kind of like our Bombers. They had 15 cars show up and five finished on the lead lap. So it looked like that probably went clean and green or maybe only one caution at the beginning. Uh, but Dustin Kirkland in the beautiful 95 car was the winner of that one. Pure Stocks went to Bobby Mobley in that Mike Dom-esque number 29 with just the rat rod looking number, number 29 car. It's bad fast, though. Bobby Mobley, the winner over there. Uh, 16, 17, uh, a couple DQs. So they had 19 cars show up. That's a... Uh, a great turnout. George Gorham III and Brian Dorer DQ'd. Hmm. I wonder what the story is over there. I'll have to go and, and check that out. But uh, Bobby Mobley with a win over Sam Cressman, Levi Hobbs, Bubba Healy, and Jojo Viverito. That's a that's a new name. That's that's quite the name. Uh, let's see. They ran uh, Mini Cup Masters. Daisy Fuller, the winner there. They had 
10 mod minis show up, eight started, and Nick Cummings, he's the he's the dominant driver over there. He was the victor over Kenny Ewell, Ronnie Abney, Kendall Wheeler, and Jason Deaton. Legends cars, 10 legend cars showed up. Mason Lastra, the winner of that event. So it looks like a good day over there at the Auburndale Speedway as well. Hopping on over to 417 Southern Speedway, where they ran the uh, the BG uh, winged sprint car 40 lapper. So how did the sprint cars fare at 417? 13 cars turned up and 11 started. So um, I'll, I'll say that that's a good turnout. Uh, Sonny Hartley and Bo Hartley looks like did not start. So they had issues, it looks like, judging by the results. Now, can you have to bear with me as I just kind of try to put together stories based on results. Uh, looks like they had issues maybe in practice and were not able to start. But it was Sport Allen who won the feature event over Daniel Miller, a former pro late model driver. Uh, Davey Hamilton Jr. was third. LJ Grimm, modified star. He finished in fourth. Scott Adema was in fifth. And Gary Wiggins was back in tenth. Uh, Ryan Adema back in eighth. So it uh, looked like a competitive field when you have drivers like that. Kind of in the back, Stephen Hollinger, sixth. So glad to see that we're getting double digits with the sprint cars. I'd love to get them back for at least a race at New Smyrna, but I know that uh, to have that happen, they're going to need the the car count uh, for, for Miss Hart to justify uh, the, the payout there. But I, I'd love to see him back. Definitely would. Uh, also, Pro Trucks in action. Corey Bigley wins at his home track over Brennan Pletcher. Granger Pereira, Steve Darvalix, Morgan Gwynn, the top five there. Chris Rummel, uh, he was sixth. I know he's interested in coming over to New Smyrna. Um, he's trying to do cost-benefit analysis there. Thanks to Ashley Holmes-Jacks for beefing up the pro truck um, uh, purse, so at least it'll be somewhat worth his while. I hope he, I hope he shows up. Uh, A-Modified's also in action. Nine cars. So, hey, we ran E-Mods. They ran A-Mods. We each got nine. So, uh, Bubba Van Dievender was the winner. That car's awesome looking. Go check that thing out online. Uh, Scott Keebler was second. Wally Smith, Billy Bigley, Corey Lane, your top five in the A-Mods. Thunder Trucks, which are like basically your, your Ford Rangers, your Chevy S10s, stock appearing vehicles. They're not like the pro trucks. Those things are really cool. I love, you know, the, the trucks are eligible for Bomber B competition. I would love, love, love to see one out there. And they've got a few running, a few of those type trucks running over at 417. So I'd love to see, you know, maybe just once or twice a couple of these things come out here. But uh, Skyler Knoll, the winner of the Thunder Trucks over Tom Pryor and Michael Balaki. They ran a Crown Vicks, of course, because everybody does. Uh, Billy Benoit, the winner of the Crown Vic feature over Chris Oinken. Chris Rummel was third. Fourth is Tom Body and Jason Meyer rounding out the top five. 14 started, so or 14 showed up, 13 started. So great turnout there. Uh, solid night, I would say. Pretty exciting racing with that uh, Sprint Cars. Um, so good night over there at 417. And finally, let's check in over at the Showtime Speedway. They also ran super late models. They got five, including Robert Yoho. So um, if it wasn't for Yoho, they would have started four. And, you know, okay, I know I was kind of harsh about the new Smyrna car count just because I I, I had higher expectations for uh, for myself and the marketing that that me and Kenny try to do and, and for the fans. I just I wanted a better turnout. Uh, but, hey, we, we were the second out of three tracks in the state running um, – running super late models. So I guess there's a little bit of solace there, you know, not to, not to say you guys know what I'm saying. Billy Mowry, the winner though, that car is awesome. Beautiful car. James Glover was second. Kip McVeigh third. Yoho was fourth and Jay Zolziak rounding out the field there. 
Street Stocks also in action. They had six. Casey Hall was the winner over Thomas Meyer and Rick Haw. Um, mini stocks. They were in mini stocks as well. They had eight show up, seven started. Jason Allen, the winner over Ken Smith, Kendall Ludiker, David Harp, and Vaughn Overbeck. They ran strictly stocks. They had four. Uh, Greg Valdez, the winner. They ran Ford figure eights, which started 11, so not bad. Uh, they had an A and a B feature. So you had 11 in the A and 10 in the B. Put them all together and let them race, man. Um, sorry, I, I hate splitting up divisions, but whatever. Shane Grigsby, the winner in the A's, and Joshua Ryan, the winner in the B's. So I'm not sure. I, I think it's experience, I guess, that that determines the A and B. I guess if you're running figure eights, maybe splitting them up isn't that big a deal, but I, I don't like watching heats as features. So anyways, not how I do it, but I don't, I don't run that circus. So uh, congratulations to the winners over there. So all in all, it was a, uh, a good weekend around the state pretty good turnouts at most of the tracks and man those uh the super late model features over there at Auburndale must have been uh must have been pretty good if George Gorham is winning the race with his doors blown off and uh you know you can only imagine so as we like to do on occasion on this show we like to uh, check in on some racing that's not necessarily in the state but may have some interest to you folks watching and uh, we do want to cover the racing over at the Stafford Speedway. And I'm trying to see if I can pull up the results here. Give me a minute while I look for that live here uh, on the computer. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull them up or not. Uh, but they ran the Spring Sizzler over there, and they had a great turnout. 30-plus tour-type modifieds for one of the biggest races. Some $24,000 to the winner, which, of course, was Matt Money Hirschman. I mean, what can you say about Matt Hirschman? He's just, he's incredible. Here's the spring. So I did find the spring scissor results. So let me go ahead and pull those up here. That race has been running since 1972, according to the third turn, which is a great short track racing um, resource, by the way. So if you ever want to look up some stats about, uh, about short track racing, they have all the World Series stuff. They have all the various short track series um, it, it's a great resource. I use it exclusively uh, for my Speed Weeks research and, and all that good stuff. Um, so, yeah, 33 cars started the, the Sizzler. They sent home six, six drivers, including Keith Rocco and Bobby Santos III, did not qualify. That tells you right there uh, this field was great. My only complaint about this race, a lot of wrecks, a lot, a lot of cautions. Um, I believe it was a hundred lap race and, um, yeah, just a lot of cautions. And, and I really, towards the middle part of the race, I was kind of, didn't pass the phone test really. And not to say it was a bad race, but, um, there's just so many cautions and I was, you know, looking at stuff out this happened after the NASCAR race. So I was still kind of looking at feedback from, from that. And, uh, but the end got really interesting. Uh, it was a great battle between, in my opinion, two of the best modified racers there are right now. Matt Hirschman and Ryan Priest. Ronnie Silk was third in the race, so he was right up there. Um, but yeah, watching Matt Hirschman and Ryan Priest, it was like a three-lap shootout or two-lap shootout to the finish, and Hirschman and Priest, were, they raced each other so hard. They have so much respect, and you can tell by the way they they race each other. They don't slam into each other. Uh, they're racing hard. They're, there was a spot on the SRX series up for grabs, and they both wanted it. But... Uh, it was Matt Hirschman that took home the win and, and $24,000-plus to the winner. That's incredible. That is why you get 36 
some of my cars turning up. And, um, you know, I, I know Matt Hirschman is a big advocate and a big spokesman for the Modifieds, and he's trying to make Speed Weeks even better for the Modified guys next year uh, so we can keep those good car counts coming. Um, and some people don't like Matt because he wins a lot. Some people don't like Ryan Priest because he wins a lot. Hell, some people probably don't like Ronnie Silk because he's not as uh, charismatic as maybe Ryan Priest and Matt Hirschman. But, man, uh, you, you just got to have respect for those two guys, whether you like them or not. So Matt Hirschman, the winner of the Spring Sizzler. A lot of cautions. If you go back and watch the race, you know, there are a lot of cautions to get through. But um, the ending was definitely, definitely worth it. So Matt Hirschman started sixth, wins the race over Ryan Priest. Ronnie Silk was third. Ronnie Williams was fourth. And Jimmy Blewett, driving the 0-2 car, um, came home in the fifth spot. Matt Galco was sixth. Seventh was Chase Dowling. Mike Christopher Jr. in the 7 New York car. Eighth, John McKennedy, Craig Lutz. Your top 10. So a great start over there at Stafford. is great hearing my buddy Ben Dodge on the mic. And uh, he always calls a great race. He His style, it's so... Nobody can do that style anymore. Ben, ben Dodge, he's got that old school style, and you cannot beat it. When you see Modifieds and you hear Ben Dodge, you're going to enjoy the race. So um, definitely... A, and, and that's the only thing I watched from the, the, the Sizzler. So if there's other races, I, I didn't catch it. But, um, you know, definitely enjoyed that. So that's a uh, that's that's a trip around the state and a trip up north to uh, to Connecticut and a recap of some of the big stuff that went on elsewhere versus where Margo and I were at this weekend over at New Smyrna and our couch watching the Talladega race as we covered in the first segment of the show. Um, so next week, what's going on next week? Of course, we have plans to be at New Smyrna for Family Fun Night featuring the LKQ Superstocks and the Bomber A's along with Mod Minis, Bomber Bees, and the Florida Southern Ground Pounders. I really love the family fun nights. Um, it's a night where just, you know, what what else can you do for $5 anymore? You really can't do anything better. And it's, it you know, the kids get to come out and have some fun. Uh, I've got some pre-race activities planned that I'm still finalizing. Uh, so we're going to do something fun in lieu of qualifying since we don't have time trials or anything. Uh, we're going to do something on the front straightaway. I, I'm, I'm still trying to narrow down exactly what we're going to do because uh, I don't want it to be the same thing every week. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It, it's it's a night where you don't necessarily have to worry about how many cars. Uh, just come out, enjoy the racing. If there's low cars, well, you didn't pay 25 bucks to get in the gate this time. And the super stocks and bombers, even if we're, we're short a few super stocks because of the big wrecks last week, um, I think there'll still be eight, nine of them, and they'll put on a hell of a show. Uh, we'll see if anybody can beat Justin Spears. The Bombers are probably going to have 15 to 20 cars, no problem. Um, yeah, Mod Minis, they'll have a handful. We'll see if we get any new ones out there. Maybe John DeGeorge will be back. Um, Bomber Bees, I'd love to see six, seven, eight of those things out there. Uh, come on, Crown Vic, guys. Come come race with us just once or twice. Just have some fun. I know you're not going to make any money, but if you want to race and, and try something different, we'd love to have you. Um, and then the Ground Pounders, um, Definitely our thoughts with Don Kiefer as, as he heals up from, from the big wreck. Uh, I, I have no doubt that we'll see a, a good handful of race cars and they will put on a show for us as they always do. So, we'll, of course, we'll cover that in depth. Uh, we'll go around the state. We'll cover all that stuff like we normally do. And we will be covering Thunder Road International Speed Bowls season opener. They have their, uh, their first race of the season coming up. And I want to tell you a little bit about the thunder road uh before before we get out of there or before we get get out of the show today before we end things um their first 
event of the season, the Community Bank 150 featuring the American Canadian Tour. That's how they start their season off. Uh, ACT is like the big uh, touring series for crate-type late-model cars up there. And they're going to run their late-model division, the ACT. Uh, they're going to run the uh, the Tiger Sportsman cars or the Flying Tigers. They're going to run Street Stocks, which are their four-cylinders, and Road Warriors, which are kind of like their their bomber-type beginner class. Um, and, of course, we'll be, that's up in Vermont, so we won't be there live, but we're going to watch on Flow Racing. We're actually going to preempt the NASCAR race to watch Flow Racing's coverage of Thunder Road. And because uh, I think you guys will enjoy hearing about Thunder Road because they, they run a great program. They run a, a good, you know, they, they bring in good car counts. And um, we, we're going to cover as many of those races. It's not going to be quite as detailed as, say, New Smyrna stuff because we're, we're not there. We're not living it. We're not, we don't know all those guys. We don't know the ins and outs of all the behind the scenes stuff. But uh, we're, we're going to take maybe five, six minutes a show and cover Thunder Road. You can follow along with their, if you have Flow Racing. Uh, they normally run Thursday nights, so it's a great thing to do uh, with dinner. Th- throw on some great short track racing at Thunder Road. Um, of course, they're big events. They're, they're on the weekends, um, so you can follow along on, on, on the web, thunderroadvt.com. So it's, it's, it's the track that hooked me on short track racing, guys. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back there, and, and maybe we'll get some new listeners. I'll post this over there on some of their fan sites. Um, and see what they have to say. Maybe they'll enjoy the podcast. Maybe they'll think about coming down to Florida on vacation. Maybe stop by New Smyrna or some of the other great tracks in the state. You know, I'm trying to, to branch out and network. This isn't just a New Smyrna show. We do we do town to New Smyrna because, hey, we're there. We're living it. I, I, you know, I absolutely love the place. Come, come hell or high water, whatever happens. So um, that's a, a preview of next week's show. And again, God, man, I, I can't thank the, the sponsorship of enough. I've never had five sponsors on a show. And I want to go back real quick before we sign off and thank them again. Um, gotta, I, I have them in various places here. So um, I definitely want to uh, – I just I want to show my appreciation because this show, you know, it, it's you guys having to sit down and listen to me talk. And uh, to, to have the support not only with the listener count still in the thousands, you know, even though – uh, we hit our peak back at the beginning of the year. Um, we're still getting tons of people that, that at least click on this thing. So there's interest. Um, again, big thank you to Jesse's repair, uh, services over, uh, over in the three, eight, six area, uh, three, eight, six, two, four, three, zero, 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 five. Jesse's repair services, brand new sponsor for a few episodes here. Big thank you to Ken Copley, Wayne King racing, and Olson Flooring. Also, of course, 124 Welding and Fabrication and American Auto. Without y'all's support, man, th- this show would, it you know, it makes me want to continue to do this show and not just say, eh, I'm not going to do one this week. Um, the, the listener support and the sponsorship support definitely keeps the drive alive. So I appreciate you guys. Um, great having Margo on for the first segment of the show. We'll get back to interviews here. Uh, you know what, I, I, I will try to get an interview for you guys next week. It's just, my, my recording schedule is basically whenever I can find some downtime. And it's not it's not always easy to um, get a working person on, on the phone for an interview all the time. So we'll, we'll get one back for next week, one way or another. And um, yeah, just uh, thank you guys for listening. Get out to your local short tracks this weekend. Watch some good racing on TV. Make sure you... Watch the NASCAR race. Go ahead and give it another shot. This new car, well, it may not look 
the same as it used to. It, uh, it puts on a good show, I would say, 80% of the time. So they're racing over this weekend. Just watch some racing. And then that way, when you're listening to the show, you're, you're kind of thinking along with me and, and developing your own uh, opinions on some of this stuff. So. All right, guys, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you all so much. Take care.